The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, hello. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Christy Scales. Jess Navarez will be joining us shortly. She is listening to uh fossils talk so we'll be waiting on her other, other coordinators as well so we'll be waiting on her for a little bit uh but ladies this victory monday here at the star i know yeah. y'all it's, not it's big that was that quiet. was that was the best crowd <laughs> oh that was so energized yes. ninety three thousand seven hundred and twenty five people and a nice representation among eagles mm-hmm. fans so wearing their kelly green yeah uh, mostly in the lower level over one of the end zones and behind the visiting bench but they got quiet real quick yeah and uh favorite what a philly fan <laughs> a quiet a rarity one. a quiet one and one that leaves with their tail between their legs mm-hmm. and but really just a. uh dominating uh, oh, yeah. you know Absolutely. 20 points you say yeah but I just thought that what was so different was and this isn't just Cowboys Eagles but when you watch the Eagles and we watch them a lot with the NFC East and they're traditionally strong on their defensive yeah. line and their offensive line and usually they're the ones where their opponents at the end of the game are the ones that are feeling worn down mm-hmm. that are complaining to the officials trying to get calls and things mm-hmm. like that yeah. and, and last night it's like the tables were turned and it was the mm-hmm. eagles who were worn down in the second half that were getting frustrated mm-hmm. that were complaining about calls and so uh, it was it was a very uh, satisfying thing to see from the sideline oh yeah we got just ladies in the house <laughs> uh, but no yeah I, I didn't expect let me not say that I thought it was going to be a closer game um, than what it was like maybe like a down to the final second type of game like it was last time uh, but they, the Cowboys, proved me wrong just coming out there and dominating the way they did. Uh, 24 to 6 at halftime and 33 to 13 the final. I, I don't know. This this team's looking like it's a hard team to beat. I mean, to not, this defense is yeah. the story of the game for it really me. really is. And Mike McCarthy mentioned, you know, that even offensively, I, I do like the fact that the run game seems like it's really starting to solidify yeah. itself mm-hmm. because they won the line of scrimmage consistently yesterday but i will say this defense is what i was looking at this game and for them to not allow philly who is one of the top five teams in the mm-hmm. nfl and scoring in the red zone for them to not allow them to score a td yeah. offensively and you're talking about some next level stuff and all of the the play calls were timely the blitzes we saw safety blitzes it was just you could tell this game plan was um well thought out mm-hmm. and the guys bought into what the game plan was so collectively I felt like the defense is the story of the game for me and this was the first time since 2017 that yeah. uh the Eagles have faced an opponent opponent that hasn't allowed them to score an offensive touchdown so it's crazy ha. crazy ha, ha. I love it <laughs> Hi, sorry I'm a little late. No, you're good. I was trying to finish talking to Mike, see what he had to say. All that good stuff, but um, happy Victory Monday, everybody. Um, I guess I'll just start by saying that 
I think the really cool thing about this win is that you were talking week nine about how this should have been a win for the Cowboys. Say that. You kept talking about it. We all knew that the better team didn't walk out of that game with a win. Mm -hmm. This time, you could actively see them working on the drop-offs that didn't allow them to win in that previous game. So force fumbles, they did happen in week nine. There was three. Did they recover them? Nope. Nope. This game, three for three in those force fumbles and recoveries. That was huge. Not only that, but something that stood out to me right now that Mike was just talking about is the confidence level that this team has. That it's not overly high. It's there, but it's right where it needs to be. Um, story of, of the game, obviously, was the defense. But for me, it's also special teams. Brandon Aubrey, hello. Uh, Butter Aubrey being automatic. And finally feeling like you have a solidified solution at kicker is so important especially when you're driving downfield can't exactly even get into the red zone you can't score you know you're going to get points on the board and that's not ideally what you always want but you have somebody automatic in Brandon Aubrey so um, a lot of really good things to take away in this game a lot to work on as well Mm. let's uh not gloss over some of the big things that uh did happen there as well but yeah exciting great day um no, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. No, I was going to mention, to add on <laughs> to Jess's point, um, this defense in the locker room talking to them, they knew that they had to win third down. Mm-hmm. They knew how Absolutely. important it was to keep them, mm-hmm. you know, short of the sticks. And uh, they came out, Philly was four for nine mm-hmm. on third down. And it, they, there was just a mixture and mixtures and coverage and just some of the things that Dan Quinn did. I thought it was really impressive how he used his, um, his uh, personnel on yeah. the defensive side of the ball yeah. yesterday. Well taken, Stephon Gilmore, who for the second mm. week in a row was one of the heroes of the game. Yep. We know that in the win over Seattle in the second half, uh, Quinn and the staff made an adjustment and had Gilmore match up with D.K. Metcalf of the Seahawks and follow mm-hmm. him around. And so in last night's game, they had Gilmore from the get-go uh, taking A.J. Brown. And it was chippy at the beginning. I'm telling you, the first play from scrimmage with the Eagles mm-hmm. on offense, yeah. they – you know, you, Gilmore is a laid back guy. He doesn't do any chirping, yeah. but AJ Brown does. Yes. And so I saw him in, in Gilmore's face that very first play from scrimmage on offense. And it was funny because Gilmore said post game, yeah, he made me mad. He called me old. And it lit a fire under me. But, yeah, the, the secondary play played so well. Yeah. Deron Bland, uh, some stops on, yeah, uh, on Devontae Smith, but that open Smith tackle was so huge. Yes. And the coaches praise his uh, ability to tackle in the open field. I think it's something that media and fans need to talk about more. And then one last thing about the defense in regards to the secondary. What was the thing that we talked about last week of what – area we think you know we hadn't seen as much from the safeties so far this I mean, year yeah, and they were the ones on that rant. stepped up <laughs> maybe a little Aisha, <laughs> Aisha got on her soapbox and by golly they listened but Donovan Wilson until this Blasting season <laughs> Donovan Wilson was one of the catalytic players Yo, on this defense if, if there was a takeaway Donna yeah. was usually involved and last night we finally saw Dono the way that we mm-hmm. uh, saw him up mm-hmm. until uh, this point up until um, this year, and of course he had the injuries uh, coming mm-hmm. out early in the season and missed training camp. But uh, I thought Malik Hooker had a strong game, couple big yeah. plays uh, from him. So across the board. So when you have Dono making those plays on defense, and then finally we have a Michael Gallup 
sighting <laughs> with yeah. his catches on offense, <laughs> including, of course, the, the touchdown. It's great because what we're seeing as the season goes along, we're seeing um, – we're seeing contributions from different players, mm-hmm. different games. Yeah. Do y'all think that this was probably the best game as far as tackling from these guys? Because they had a hard time getting guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith down. Uh, but I feel like they did a really good job with taking down Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown, um, all those talented I weapons. think your DBs, yeah. to your point, the open field tackling was just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. incredible with some of the plays that they're making and it's crazy because with Stefan Gilmore that was I remember when we were talking about when you when um when Stefan first got here just talks about all the time how important veterans are in this game and when you look across the line and you see mm-hmm. a veteran like Stefan Gilmore tackling how he tackles you mm-hmm. best not be uh, not sacrificing your body and getting out there and tackling because that was my thing was seeing how our DBs came up and tackle because Philly does a lot Mm -hmm. you know with screen game and all this quick stuff and what they also did they put a shell on this on this offense after a while they were like listen man y'all not about to just beat us deep all night so they really had they made the Dallas offense have to be patient and kind of you don't have to methodically move down move down the field I felt like they handled that very well but defensively I thought that they flew to the ball and they all I felt like they tackled well I don't know if it was their best tackling game Mm -hmm. but as far as the DBs go yeah they were just so good in space and and Mm -hmm. yes just talked about the yak yardage Mm -hmm. which was huge Mm -hmm. um and um, other teams like San Fran are big on yak yardage yeah, yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So this is good mm-hmm. practice, quote unquote, for how they and the aggressiveness that they yeah. tackle with. I thought was really good. I yesterday. think how Mike explained it was you get playoff experience without the consequences of a playoff loss, and yeah. I think that's the perfect way to explain the tackling in this game and how important it is. I don't think tackling has been a drop-off necessarily for this unit in general. Mm-hmm. I think actually compared to last year, it's something that they've improved on, and Dan Quinn said they've put an em- emphasis on it. Um, I think last year the problem was they were tackling a little forward as compared to just tackling to mm-hmm. get down and not allowing that yak yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see a lot of the extra yak last night with their tackling. So. Um, I, I think if anything you take away from this is how they match the aggression of their opponent. And so obviously, you know, Philly's going to come out of the gates being aggressive. It, it really does start with how they play yeah. in, in general. They're an aggressive offense that is going to, they're going to tush push their way on, on short yardage situations. They're not afraid to be aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when you're matching that energy and you kind of take your own game up a level because you want to establish your own dominance in that game, I think that's really what you saw uh, in terms of this matchup. I don't think they oh, matched them, though. Go ahead. Oh, oh, they did it. Oh, yeah. I, know, oh, I, felt yeah. like they, I felt like they weren't they trying to match yeah. Philly. They was like, y'all got to come see us. They that's weren't it. playing with yeah. their yeah. yeah, they were, they were the They were the ones. That's what I was talking yeah, they about were earlier where, where it was. Because usually seen. Philly is the mm-hmm. one that's the bully, that's the aggressor, and they the shoe the being on the yeah. other foot. They were definitely funny because that's what D-Law said. That was his quote. When you in my city, you better check in. So that's the energy that they came with. Yeah, no, that's that's to your point. I think that's that was the difference. And it just it means something. For mm-hmm. like this, de- and I, 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 like I said, I think the offense is starting to develop mm-hmm. this aggressiveness. Seeing them run the ball when they was like, "We're gonna run the ball," <laughs> exactly. was dope yesterday. Yeah. Yep. But the defense, to me, I've been waiting to see them in totality come out and be aggressive like that. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I've had a, I've seen a game where like the whole, u- the, all the units were just 
flying off the ball like that, it was good to see, especially this late in the season. Especially yeah. this late in the yeah, season. Yeah, you know, I think that statistically, you can say, you know, like with some of the shutouts and lower scoring games, but in terms of having to have that intensity throughout the entire four quarters. Yeah. I, I mean, I know this was That's a, this was a tw- twenty yeah. point yeah. Uh, win, but in terms of, you know, there have been so many blowouts uh, this year that guys have been resting on the sideline mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and they haven't had to bring it for the whole time and you know but but that's also kudos to the staff and the veteran leadership among the players that the guys who have gone in have maintained that Mm -hmm. similar level of intensity but for the starters and the leaders to have it through the full four quarters that's that's what was fun you wanted to say something no 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 Uh, Dan Quinn mentioned that though he's been mentioning that I don't know for the last couple of weeks because there there was a little stretch of time where they were coming out in the third oh, quarter yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and, and uh, teams were kind of figuring they were just going down and scoring in that third quarter. This defense came out with the intensity the mm-hmm. whole game from start to finish. And to your point, Christy, I do think that's going to be something that's important moving forward for Absolutely. them to kind of turn that page yeah. and to collectively be able to lock in for a full game. You're going to have to have it against Josh <laughs> Allen in Buffalo. What a Ain't huge win for them yesterday at Kansas City, Ooh. and he's such a such a challenge. A and I know as the, I know as the week goes along, <laughs> talk more um, about uh, Buffalo. I wanted to mention one other thing and because you mentioned uh with uh, the tush push for mm. uh the eagles and of course you know they had some success with that but uh Dak prescott on third down two different quarterback sneaks <laughs> now it's it's not a tush push but what happened was he gets up he, get, he gets up to the line of scrimmage and the eagles the eagles leave the center uncovered you know and so when when Dak sees that he just calls it and just right <laughs> through the A-gap, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're, they didn't even, didn't even have to try a yep. brotherly shove or a tush-push because the uh, Eagles defensive line, I thought that was pretty shocking to see it open right over the center and they just take advantage of that hole, you know. Christy, at what point from the sidelines did you know that they had this game won? Oh, I, well, going in, going <laughs> oh, in, going yeah. in, Tell going us. in, I thought the Cowboys were going to win. Um, I, I felt my, my score prediction going into the game was 30 to 24 Cowboys. I did not mm. predict that the Cowboys defense would keep them, the yeah. Eagles offense out of the end zone yeah. with the Eagles only score coming uh, with the fumble return by the defensive lineman. But limiting them to two uh, <laughs> field goals. Wow. I didn't see that coming. But I mean, I just felt confident all week and and Mm -hmm. and the energy in the building the coaches even the players were talking about it during pregame it was palpable you could feel it Mm -hmm. and uh there was really i think it goes back to week nine at philly and it's something that we talked Mm -hmm. about on this podcast is after that game it was just kind of a different attitude. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. lost and they were disappointed, but it was more of a resolve and kind yeah. of their yeah. back That's was up. And we're, we're going we're gonna to see them again. And and it really – I know that that's crazy because that was week nine, but that kind of attitude carried into this. I, I yeah. truly believe that. What do you think that this team proved yesterday? Yeah, yes, 
Dang, yeah. There you go. Yesterday. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it proved that they don't have to rely on an aerial circus and Dak putting Say up over that. 300 yards and Say four that. touchdown passes. Mike McCarthy said earlier today that, hey, the passing game wasn't all that. You know, yeah. there are things to improve on in every game, and the passing game is not what it had been the previous several weeks. Uh, the run numbers, you look and you say, oh, that's kind of average, but shoot, Aisha's right. Those yeah. were hard-fought yards, and they came at crucial times. And so um, uh, I think that's the most Im impressive thing is, again, I'm not surprised the Cowboys won. I thought that they would have more success through the air, mm. but that that one they did, certainly did enough. Dak had the two uh, touchdown passes, uh, but um, I, I guess that's what what kind of threw me off a little bit. I wouldn't have predicted that. For me, it's that you're seeing improvement still mm -hmm. each and every week, Great and that's point. so vital this late in the season because. Look at what's happening on the other side of the ball with Philadelphia. They were high and mighty, the top of their game, thinking that, hey, you can't stop us. Yeah. Two weeks in a row of losses, important losses that could very well bounce back and bite them, depending on how they play going forward. Um, and one of the losses to a team that they already beat this season, and not an uncommon opponent by any means. They had the same amount of time, same amount of resources and efforts to beat this Cowboys team a second time, and they didn't do it. Now, on the other side, coming back here to what's more impressive about that for the Cowboys is that they, again, we keep talking about this slow progression that you're seeing from the Cowboys. And, and I think it starts from the O-line, and, and we talk about this mm -hmm. a lot. You're not seeing it top off yet. You continuously mm -hmm. see areas of mm -hmm. improvement that they're working on. So what you're seeing I think just is everything coming together on all three phases, not just offense, not just yeah. defense, not just special teams. You have Brandon Aubrey, who's automatic <laughs> in special teams, but then special teams also has work to do with this this week with that fake punt. I yeah. mean, that's mm -hmm. also an area of improvement uh, that they can continue to improve upon. Defense, we're talking about this last week. Safeties, backfield, what was going on? Safety said, hey, Aisha. We're here. <laughs> I swear they listen to this podcast in that team meeting. Um, Dono, we talked about him literally last week and, and the progression that he's been on not having a training camp from that calf injury. Looks like vintage Dono starting to make a little bit of an appearance. Offense, run game, mm -hmm. we've been talking about that nonstop, that this was the favorable matchup to do it, and guess what? They did it. And, yeah, it wasn't anything impressive, nothing that was I guess wowing but it did show you that since week nine this team has not had less than 100 rushing yards in a game mm -hmm. that's improvement to me the last time you saw this team should look different now yeah. and it does it looks very different so um look it's a slow but steady path and it's been since week nine but you're still seeing improvement and that should tell you that this team is working their tails off to make sure that they're the best uh by the time these next few weeks roll around and you get into postseason yeah for me they just proved that i think this team understands the moment and they're capable of executing in that moment and i I'm just, I mean, everything that y'all mentioned is valid as far as just seeing the improvements on film, seeing what they're doing. But they, I think they really understand that they can, they can do something special this mm -hmm. year. And to see them come out and attack in that way yesterday with what is on the line and, you know, you got this other team fighting, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're yeah. Here. Can, I got can, you. can I add one more thing to that? Because mm -hmm. that, that's an attitudinal type of thing. Absolutely. And I think what's so cool is down on the sideline and then in the locker room after the game, 
none of the cowboys were surprised or over celebrating mm. they expected to do this yeah, yeah. The, and the, yeah. talk yeah. about that's it. that's the talk main thing it. is they expected to do this mm -hmm. and all that coach speak and stuff that you hear from mccarthy and everybody <laughs> else and you know we're building up to this and it's all hey they they're taking it to heart yeah. right and so um, yeah, I, I think that's the coolest thing is, yeah, you had a great game and you beat the Eagles and now you're in a tie for first place and all that. But they know that this mm. that that was the next step and it doesn't mean much if they don't go to Buffalo and play well. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, too, because we all were here week nine to kind of fill the room out, if you will, before the Eagles game. It, there was a, an overly confident feeling, I think, when we look back and compare this week to the last time that these two played it wasn't and I don't want to say overly confident it was just a feeling of they were almost chasing the win a little too much does that make sense like I don't know if you guys got the same feel but I just was thinking about it as I was going to bed last night and I thought mm -hmm. about how different this week felt almost a calmness to where you wouldn't walk in that locker room and know they were playing the Eagles this week yeah last time you would kind of walk in the locker room and it was like Eagles 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 I think it was just I, I think I don't I, I'm not and, saying and that you're... No, that you're, you don't have uh, to agree. Yeah, I'm I, just I, saying yeah, from I, the, the conversations I had with certain players mm -hmm. and, and just the feel, Yeah, I, I feel like there's a different confidence level. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a more level-headed confidence. I think the confidence level is different, but I think it's more so of they didn't believe then. I think it, mm. was, it, it was more so of they knew they had the tools to do it, but they didn't truly like they've said they've been bought into everything i don't think they were really bought in like they are now that's so i think that's mm -hmm. kind of the difference with this team now i'd like to throw a bill parcells yep. quote at you <laughs> confidence comes from demonstrated ability talk about mm -hmm. it there you go. okay they've demonstrated done it. ability last night they put their money where their mouth yeah, was they did it they did what they needed to yeah. do now everyone who's gloating and you know eagles have lost two straight got embarrassed by the 49ers and and uh, mm -hmm. uh, lo lost to the Cowboys. That is a prideful bunch. Oh, they yeah. do have an easier. They got Seattle, but then mm -hmm. the easier games after that. Don't be tossing any dirt on the Eagles. That would be a That's mistake. Yeah. That is a prideful group. It's still a talented group. Yeah. They control their own destiny, right, in terms of playoffs. You know, the Cowboys have so much a much harder schedule. So, you know. Uh, they really hurt themselves in, ter in terms of being able to, to control that number one seed and control the East and what happened the last two weeks. But, but don't, don't look past that prideful veteran bunch. I think that would be a huge mistake and not the proper respect that they've earned. They also need to win it this year if they want to because you look at the contract years they have coming up, you have a very questionable – you have a solidified O-line that can get you that brotherly shove on a consistent basis. Guess what? Two of your biggest guys are on contract years, so they they need to do it this year if they're going to do it. I mean, we talk about that on this side of the ball. We just talked about this last week, how we yeah. have guys on contract years that you might not be able to retain. And the nature of this business is you don't always get to retain players. Philly knows that. Yeah, Philly knows that as well. I have a few words about those folks um, and what their season could possibly play out to be, yeah. but yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about this offense in the next segment, break down a little bit more of this defense in the third, but we're going to take our first break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. 
Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd, 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com/camps, and maybe you'll get to see a little uh, special guest from Girls Talk Boys Talk. Yes, and the one on the 22nd. And a shout-out because we've mentioned many times that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are the uh, instructors at these uh, DCC Dance Academy camps, part of the Cowboys Youth Camps. And I just want to shout-out to the 200 ladies, uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader alumni, who put on a fantastic halftime show last night. This is the second year in a row that the current DCC has been joined by the alumni. And so the alumni. And so uh, it was great because the ladies uh, who were from the squads from the 60s and 70s, they came out by decade. And so they would dance, do their choreography to their music from their decades. And we had the ladies from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. And then at the end, all the sisterhood together with the current DCC, and it was fantastic. Got a lot of friends, uh, got to see them shake their groove thing uh, <laughs> uh, last night, and it, it was it was a really wonderful and a great celebration of the DCC sisterhood. Shaking Love their that. groove thing mm-hmm. with the Cowboys O-line. I was getting groovy with it. Oh, See what I did there? I like that. <laughs> Groovy and offensive yeah. line is not Man. often used in the same sense. Yeah, so I know they appreciate yeah. that. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I just wanted to shout out Terrence Steele. Um, he did a really good job of holding up single blocks. I was looking at the film a little bit today, and the Cowboys. I loved how um, we talk about how they bring guys down for pass pro, like Jake um, and Schoon, and some of those guys, even MG sometimes. But um, I like how they help with double teams. That was something that stood out to me the most, and that's what really I feel like got this run game going. What y'all like the most? What impressed y'all? If you had to choose one thing, you got to choose one thing about this offense and what they did well. I mean, the, like the offensive line. No, any part of this offense. I mean, honestly, it was just it was just the run blocking for me. Um, the duo and combo blocks are still playing into their favor. Um, the way that they use the running backs also is like they did run in between the tackles at times, but they also used motion. They mm-hmm. used orbit motion. They did a lot of things to get these guys kind of off center. Um, they also used the running backs in the receiving game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rico <laughs> as a receiver, Tony as a receiver, and that is something that's very underrated um, about these running backs is that those both those guys both have the capability mm-hmm. to do it. And um, also, too, I just thought the splits between the running backs were – were almost even it was I liked the way that they split it up and uh we got a healthy dose of Rico and Tony and I think that's going to really help out is especially going up to like a Buffalo where it sounds like it might be cold rainy and wet 
Okay, these low, guys. 36, low, okay, okay, okay. You know, Wait, are you the sideline reporter? <laughs> I've been, been stalking this since this morning because I was <laughs> really? like, don't oh rain. God. Yeah, high yeah. 48, yeah, I'm just low like, 36, 9% oh, chance of I'll go with cold. Just don't make it sleety and rainy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, he, That's the worst, trust me. Mike McCarthy mentioned some of the inside-outside zone mm-hmm. that he wanted mm-hmm. to implement, seeing that more, but he said they took a step. Um, and he also mentioned even the cadence. Mm-hmm. Is he felt like they took a step. Now yeah. there's a in, at the the home at the house cadence is different than <laughs> sure. when you had you know yeah. you had somebody yeah, else's house. Yeah, you're using house. a silent count. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, yeah. no, yeah, I, I really I that my biggest thing was the fact that they ran the ball effectively in different ways, and I really think your guy Cavante Turpin mm. is he's like the Joker of this <laughs> yes. offense, where I feel like if you draw him he's going to cause problems and I feel like he could really put a lot of stress on teams if they up anyway up some of his um his snaps and some of the things mm-hmm. he does because I love how they're using him situationally in the run yes. game that first um sweep to the outside to start the game really put mm-hmm. like literally on film you see their dbs looking at each other because mm-hmm. they're like they're who is this guy and I think they know about him but the more that that Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. integrates him into this offense. His speed, to me, can make a huge difference in the playoffs and how teams decide to play you yeah. moving forward. So, yeah, I think your guys, that's who thats who I'm looking for. I think mm-hmm. for me it's the ball distribution that they're using in favorable matchups. So in this matchup it called for a Jake Fergie Ferg, and uh, he led your team in receiving yards yesterday. 72 yards out of five receptions. Longest reception, 32 Yards. He got a problem with Philly. He has had his. I mean, listen, he's let the team receiving both times you played him. Great. It wasn't a bird. It wasn't a plane. It was an airferg, and he was flying real high. And I thought it was the Eagles that were supposed to fly, but that's Ooh, not I like it. I thought he was Big Biscuit, but I like Flying Ferg too. <laughs> flying Ferg. Um, oh no, be but stopped. I, I do like the ball distribution, and it goes with the running backs. You right. saw, like you said, you did see more of Rico Dowdle, which we've been screaming for. Mm. And that's no shade to TP. It's just you're getting to the point of the season, and we've been talking about this for weeks. It's going to get cold. You need your run game to just be solid, yeah. and you need it to be solid with both of them. And then you add some turp in there. And a little bit of CD because you saw CD yeah. um, yes. have a couple of runs Absolutely. too. That's just Mike McCarthy play calling. You do what you can. And remember, we talked about this. I was thinking about this before I went to bed last night too. Uh, we talked about how <laughs> Mike McCarthy. I, never. Um, we talked about how Mike McCarthy hasn't had to show his full hand of mm. what his play calling actually is yet. Mm. I think your run game is starting to expose it a little bit more, oh, yeah. but he's still being so diligent and smart yeah. about how much he's showing right now. Oh, yeah. Because he has a bag full of tricks. Yeah. It's almost insane because you're watching this game. And you're like, oh, they're going to run on first down. Like, you, you think you know what to expect. And then Mike McCarthy said, Boom. no appendix. Guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> and then he pulls out these trick plays out of nowhere. And it's I love it. But you're also seeing it in the receiving game as well. Getting Michael Gallup more involved. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm so glad yeah. you mentioned it. If y'all want to roll the tape back for months ago when I was talking about this, please feel free. Any, any chance I have to brag on MG and how hard he works. And I'm not discrediting anybody else in the locker room. They all work hard. But he has been so unselfish these last few weeks mm. to be blocking his tail off to make sure that the guys around him are getting opportunity that he clearly wants. He's not here to just block. Yeah. He's a receiver. And it doesn't matter because he... Goes when his number is called 39 yards, his longest reception yesterday, which was the longest of the game. Uh, 
And Mike McCarthy talked about it today. He's getting one of the game balls, as he absolutely yeah. should, because he has been unselfish mm -hmm. through this whole process. Even going back to acquiring Brandon Cooks, knowing very well that that guy's probably going to take mm -hmm. your receiver spot, second receiver spot, even though you've been here longer. And he said, look, I'm here to do what I need to do yep. so we can all win. So credit to MG, uh, but credit to all of those guys. Everyone showed up yesterday. Yeah. Everybody did. But the ball distribution? Chef's kiss. More of that, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite things for the offense was getting up early. Right? Yeah. They scoring on every possession in the first half. Yep. Putting the pressure on mm -hmm. the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I am so glad when the Eagles won the coin toss that they deferred to take the ball to the second half and the Cowboys got the ball on offense first. I because I think it was take it down, score, and put the Eagles the on tone. their heels, set the tone, put yeah. the Eagles on the heels. And then when they're falling behind, that's when you, you pass rushers can pin their ear, ears back. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is... It's not just taking the ball down and scoring, but controlling uh, the tempo, controlling time of possession, mm -hmm. and that was extending drives. And that their third uh, down conversion rate, coming into the game, they were at 48%, second in the league. And we know that Philly's defense was worst in the league in defending mm -hmm. uh, third down. And so the Cowboys ended last night with a third down conversion rate of 56 percent that is that's stupid crazy good crazy, yeah. and and guess what the times that you did stall out where you were at the the plus 40 or the plus 42 meaning yeah. the 40 or 42 yeah. yard line on the other side <laughs> on the eagle weapon. side oh we'll just send <laughs> Grant and Aubrey. Yeah. a 60 yard field goal in the first quarter yeah insane them out there i insane. you know it's, wow yeah. uh, so that that is a lot of confidence we were talking earlier about brandon aubrey could be on aubrey. the other side of texas and still make those field goals. Yeah. seriously yeah. Now, I if, you know i'm, I'm really interested <laughs> this is going to be I, I was thinking about this because obviously you're going to buffalo it is going to be mm -hmm. uh, chilly uh, mm -hmm. probably uh, rainy and wet, hopefully not too, too windy. But guess what's right on the other side of Buffalo, right on the other side of the on the border, and that's Toronto. And Brandon knows all about Toronto. He was drafted uh, by Toronto yeah. in the MLS. So I guess uh, if we're going to have to see him do his first bad weather outdoor kicking, at least he has some uh, familiarity with the uh, with the climate That's up there. Great. Yeah. But even then, I don't. I, I just think he's so unfazed. Like. Oh my gosh, he is the so way that he's steady, so, Eddie. Yeah, steady, cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. Even Nicole, when he makes Nicole, a I joke, saw. You're like. Was was that a joke? Like, well, I, so I saw calm. I saw something on the sideline yesterday that I hadn't seen. Go for it. He smiled. <gasps> Girl, yeah. get away, from Brandon me. Aubrey smiled. Girl, no, like you don't see that. No, Even after really, he makes a field goal, you don't like, see any reaction. He has teeth. I didn't know it. <laughs> no, it, it, it was great, and I don't want it to sound like he's joking around no, and ha ha. No, no, it no, was no. not like that. But see, the thing is, when you're the field goal kicker and he's he's nailing every time he puts his foot to the football and uh, successfully converts another field goal, he's adding to his NFL records. Yeah. But mm -hmm. he doesn't really get to celebrate because he has to go out and kick off. And by the way, with the touchbacks. <laughs> He's yeah. again he's the automatic. Are you it's it's insane. Yeah. Someone it's insane. let him know he wasn't kicking a field goal at that point. <laughs> he, he, he he hit the crossbar <laughs> twice. Once it bounced back, the other time it bounced over and went went through. But I mean, heck, the guy we say, Oh, I could kick a seventy yarder. Well, yeah, he does it uh, from a tee, uh, kicking off all <laughs> the time. It. I love it because 
to me that speaks to maybe his muscle memory mm-hmm. yeah. but but yeah i'm sure that's your thing but you made a really good point about mike mccarthy he's mentioned the variations of this offense um this whole time and i do to your point just think that you're starting to see some of that with the um with the run game but i do think in this game there was um in the th- especially in like in the third quarter they did the things they needed to get to do to get into field goal range mm-hmm. but there were several times that i thought to myself now if you needed to go get this, would you have gone and got that? Would yeah. you have gone and got I mean, they were up by two scores. And, yeah, that and, handoff to Pollard mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yes. Where they only got, like, what, three or four mm-hmm. instead of maybe getting 10 yards or 12 couple. yards, make it, and making then, it easier on the kid. Yeah, camp. and in fairness, I mean, they were going for the – the they were trying to finish them with the C D Lamb <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. play down the yeah, side. I, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with that one. I, I don't. I, I like that. I like but that. I do think at that point, and this is another thing that I feel like ties into what you're saying, Justin, in regard to like the um, knowing your team, understanding your team. Mike McCarthy talked about that today. It was one of the dopest things I think I've heard a coach talk about. Is he he didn't say this, but I'm just saying he talked about the intimacy of keeping the locker room cool and keeping them mm-hmm. and knowing your guys and learning the guys and to me sometimes you look at your he mentioned the passing game sometimes you look at your passing game you be like oh y'all ain't got it right now oh y'all not it's not it's not clicking the way it was before all right let's go to the ground and they did that they did that and so when we talk about getting confidence in the passing game i think they did that against seattle Mm. i think at this point you starting to be like okay this passing game can turn up and everybody be involved but i think they can walk out with some confidence again in this running game in a way that equals it's it's equal now to where okay if one if one side of the ball don't got it then you yeah. can do that but I just thought that it took it takes growth and understanding what you're as a coach to be like you know what let's just keep it on the ground let's yeah. just keep it doing simple things because you know you hitching a little bit I don't like that and um yeah well you know, yeah. C- c- credit the, the the Eagles had mm. a Dak under duress yeah they last did some night. things so, yeah. so credit credit but yeah. but when they some of those uh, passes, oh my gosh, right on the money. Yeah, he was Ferguson, good. and when he needed to, Dak delivered. For sure. Well, all right, ladies, we're going to take our second break. I accidentally let us go a little bit over, but you're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Experience the most electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. Every Friday and Saturday night through December 16th, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza ignites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance showcasing 65 performers, including the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Santa Claus, and appearances from your favorite Dallas Cowboys football heroes. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information today. 
All right, ladies, real quick. Um, we talked about the secondary. We got to talk about Damone Clark and Marquise Bell. Um, I think those guys played absolutely lights out. Mm -hmm. um, how have you guys enjoyed seeing them kind of continue every single week on um, their dominance in that position? What I like about them, um, gosh, this sounds like an old person word, but <laughs> plucky. Um, they feisty. Mm. Oh, they yeah. don't take anything from anybody. Yeah, young guys. But then when it when it gets chirpy, they chirp right back. I they do that. not back down. Yeah, and I, I love that about them. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I feel the same way. I, I, but I also feel like they're starting to play as a tandem yes. now. Good and point. that's and that's important when you talk about your linebacker core. And so for me, that that's seeing their connection grow, and seeing them kind of starting to understand each other's cues yeah. and their communication has gotten better. That's what I've been impressed with. And as far as Marquise Bell, I'm just impressed with his his body mm. and how he's been able to handle this and and playing the way he's playing. He's getting off a of block so much better. You can tell he's reading better. But that them becoming a tandem has been kind of dope to see because Damone Clark lost Layton. Mm -hmm. he, he needs he needs Somebody, you know a yeah. roadie you know so them connecting has been cool for me. Ring the bell! Oh my goodness, it's so exciting to see these young players excel at mm -hmm. this rate and. All kudos and credit to Dan Quinn for continuing to be a coach that is not only a coach for veteran guys, but because we always talk about how Dan Quinn has this ability to take an older guy, repolish them, and make them shine brighter mm -hmm. than really they had in the last few years. Jonathan Hankins, Stephon Gilmore, a couple examples. But what he also does very well is he takes these younger guys, he plays up to their strengths, and he allows them to shine on their own to where they don't feel like they have to chase big plays. They don't feel like they have to do anything other than go out there and play football. You're seeing two very bright young men come into their own, build their confidence, and it should be so exciting for you to know that that is the future of your linebacker core right there because yeah. it's – this is the starting point. Like, you forget Marquise Bell was not a linebacker before. You forget. This is your starting point, and uh, that in its, its, itself is very exciting. We're giving out team grades. Defense as a whole, what are you guys grading them? Uh, yeah. A plus. A plus. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus. Talking about just for last night? Yeah, just for last night. A plus, 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 a plus, oh. plus. Okay. A plus, You didn't give up five. a touchdown. You give up two field goals <laughs> to the Eagles? Yeah. Heck Yeah. A plus. A plus, plus extra credit. <laughs> they just a gonna plus. get an A for me. A for what? <laughs> Only three takeaways. Just, Dang, she's a. I, I'm glad you weren't my professor in school. There'd be no curve. <laughs> she's a tough grader. Offense. Which I'll grade them. I'm gonna give them a B minus. B. B. Because I want to be. What you finna say? I want to be. I want to be. I want to be consistent. positive. So I'll go B plus. <laughs> okay. All right. What well, you got? Defense, I'm you going. You can't not grade. I know. My play. bad. I'm sorry. We're hey. We have to be the bad teachers. <laughs> no, defense, I'm going to go A. Just strictly A. Um, offense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. C. Mm. I'm going to go B plus. B plus. Love right. that. Yeah. Love that. Fine. <laughs> All right, well, that well, hey, 33 points. First team in yeah. NFL history, seven uh, first home games of the season. We can't. 30 we plus can't, points. We got to hey, so We should have got to keep them humble. Defense, offense, <laughs> special teams. Because oh, Brandy yeah. gave, Brandon gave us 12, right? True. 12 points? Yeah. True. 
Incredible. Special teams. He's insane. Love great him. Well, put a plus 12 plus points. Really 12, 12 points plus the uh, uh, extra points. So 15, right? Yo. Mm-hmm. He was good. And then Brian Anger is, what, second? In, I think they said he's mm. second in NFL. Can, net can, I, say, can I say about uh, just talking with Brian in the locker room last week and in Pro Bowl voting, he's kind of like fifth or sixth or something. But all pro, he should be considered, right? I mean, he's yeah. right up there at top. Here's yeah. the thing. The offense has been so good. He that he does job. not have enough punts to qualify for oh, all pro. Yeah, the last so time. entering last night's game, he wow. needed. He Since told me that he right? told me that entering yeah. last last night, he needed to average two point four eight punts per game through the rest of the season to qualify. And of course, he only had the one punt last night. Mm. Yeah, he Man. hadn't punt since Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. That's what they said on the. I was shook. Days. Listen, exactly. sorry, Brian. You have to just sit your head down on <laughs> I ain't about to willingly be like, "Put, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We we love it. He would rather hold for an yep. extra point. Yep. Yeah, fine. Yes. Right. I'm gonna give special teams a B though. God, a B. Because of allowing okay? the allowing the oh, uh, the fake fake. Punt. Okay. You gotta, yeah. you gotta catch that. You have, you have, the, you you have to go lower that. on the curve because yeah. of that. Fake. No, you gotta catch that. Because I was watching, I was like, fake. fake Somebody tweeted fake. too. Everybody said Everybody, that. Yeah. Uh, Baby, I must have been in a, in a zone because I, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. My poor neighbors, my poor neighbors heard me saying, fake, fake, fake. <laughs> poor neighbors. <laughs> poor neighbors. Oh well. I'll live. I'll be fine. All right, well, that's a wrap for today's show. We'll be right back tomorrow. No, no, we will no. not. Oh my gosh, dang, my days run. We will not be back tomorrow. We'll be back Wednesday. There's a special <laughs> event with Salvation Army that yes. uh, the staff will be with. So um, anyway, Ooh. so it's for a, a good purpose. Everyone will be yes. uh, otherwise engaged. Yes, we will be back Wednesday. Oh. That's a wrap for today. Hi, y'all. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!